Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Healing in Hindsight, your Anopia source for thriving with diabetes. You guys already know me, Taylor Danielle, and it is currently raining. Hopefully you can't hear it, or or if you can, it sounds soothing and not distracting. I don't know about you guys, I actually love rainy days. I feel like it's the universe kind of giving you this just collective permission to slow down and just let whatever is happening wash away especially when you're in a position where like there's so much shit going on and you feel a little out of control sometimes it's kind of I feel like why showers were created in a way because it mimics rainfall and being able to just feel water just completely washing over you and I'm pretty sure at some point that was the only way you could get a bath so yeah I love rainy days it it is to me a reminder to slow down and just really sit back and rest. You already feel like this kind of slow, sluggish feeling because everything is just kind of still driving is a little bit trickier. You have to slow down because the roads are slick. So I love rainy days. To me, they are just just a quiet reminder from from the world, from God, just like slow it down, let all the nonsense wash away. But anyways, I am pretty excited about today's episode because as I was thinking through everything that I wanted to talk about, this almost became an hour. I'll be honest, in my mind, it was like, this is gonna be an hour long episode because there's so much within this topic by itself that could be talked about. But I'm just gonna try to keep it as concise as possible and really just kind of talk through two different aspects of it from a business side and then from a you yourself side. And that's comparing your diabetic journey. So there are a lot of great people doing great things for the diabetic community. The community has grown expansively since when I first tried to find my diabetic tribe, if you will. And it's so easy in the era of social media, in the era of being able to be online all the time for you to compare yourself to others, whether that's through what your business is, kind of like myself, or your just own journey. The reality TV world has really made itself online, especially with the pandemic. And so it can become so easy to be enthralled in what other people are doing and having to pit that against yourself. And without full context, you end up in this mental spiral of what you're not doing good enough and it doesn't serve anybody. So I want to jump into that today to share a little bit of my kind of struggle with it and some ways to help you get through it because we're human and it's easy to compare ourselves. I don't want to say that you'll never not do it, but at least ways to get through it so that way you're not driving yourself into a negative mindset and possibly throwing off your entire um, journey of work and getting to where you are today. Let's do it. Perfect. You're listening to Healing in Hindsight, your no BS source for thriving with diabetes. What's up, guys? I'm Taylor Danielle, and it's my goal to help millennial diabetics like myself live an amazing life without your diagnosis getting in the way. I get it. I was diagnosed back in 2015 with type 2 diabetes, and it was really hard to find people around my age to understand how to travel, socialize, or even have meaningful relationships. But I feel like with a focus on mindset, perspective, and nutrition, together we can take back our health and our lives. 
consider this the red table talk, but for diabetics. E. Minus the entanglement, so. So let's do it. So comparing diabetic journeys, I really want to look at this from two different lenses because I feel like in some ways we do a lot of comparison that has so many layers to it, but we only kind of talk about one. And so I thought it might be fun to talk about two different layers. So the first one that I want to touch on is if you are taking your personal story or journey, whether that's diabetic or not, and making it your business, your actual business, and how comparing yourself to other people who may have done the same can hinder how you thrive in your business. So with that, I want to give you a little miniature history lesson on healing in hindsight. I went back and looked at my old Instagram post. They're still up. I did not get rid of them. I kept them and I feel like it's a reminder of where I've come from. And even that process of figuring out where I wanted this brand to go, what I wanted it to represent, it actually reminds me of a story that my mom told me about her wedding ring. So my mom's wedding ring is, it's, I think what, my parents got married in 89. So it's no big flashy thing, right? And my dad over time and buying, you know, new jewelry or anniversary rings, things like that, had asked her at one point if she wanted a new ring. And she said, no, I want to keep this one. And it's like, well, why? I can get you a better one. I can get you a bigger one. Like I can kind of, you feel like this underlining thing. I can make up for what I couldn't provide you in the moment when I asked you to marry me, right? And she's like, it reminds me of where we came from. And I never want to lose that reminder. I never want to get to a place where I don't remember how far we've come. And so that's kind of the mindset that I was in when I was debating on archiving my old Instagram post. But I was like, no, I want people to see the journey of where I started because there's a lot of you know talk online about the people who share their journey online, they're not sharing the hard stuff. They're not sharing the, the, the gritty stuff enough. We only see the successful stuff. And honestly, I feel like that's not exactly true. The hard stuff is there. You just may not know that it's hard. You just may not have the context of why that's difficult. So when I look at this, those old Instagram posts, I, I cringe because it's just like, yikes. There was no structure. There was no, I was trying to brand, but I was still following too much fluffy stuff, all kinds of things that got in the way. And I was doing it from an angle that really wasn't me. I was trying to pretend to be something that I wasn't. And so it's a reminder for me of the struggles that I went through. And in some ways, I think we need to give ourselves permission that we don't have to share everything online. And that includes the hard stuff. I know that we feel a sense of connection when we see other people struggling because it it reminds people of humanity because we forget it. The minute that somebody's got a video up online, the minute that somebody has millions or thousands of followers, suddenly they're untouchable. Suddenly they're not human anymore. They're this elevated status that we have built a structure around. And so it becomes this unrealistic goal because all I see is the fun stuff. All I see is the things that I could never do. And although I do feel some understanding of like, hey, it's nice to let people know that not all days are good days. There's something about being able to have those moments in private 
There's something about being able to work through those things and then talk about it later openly is is to me the bigger thing. I'd rather know that you had those hard days and you're willing to talk about them than for you to have to feel like you need to turn the camera on yourself every time that you have a breakdown or you cry or whatever. Because those moments are the things that I feel like are your biggest growth points and are powerful by yourself because you have to go through that by yourself. People watching you doesn't really add value to that, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying that it isn't valuable for some people to do. I've definitely seen videos where people are honest and they're crying and things like that. And I do feel a connection, but I would never say I demand of you to show me that you're struggling, that you're going through it. And I feel like what we have to do is just give people the benefit of the doubt that whatever it is that they have going on, that they face their own type of battles with it. And what we're seeing is the result of them going through those battles. Easier said than done, but that's just what I feel like we should collectively do for each person we see online. So old Instagram posts are a true visual testament of struggles for me. (laughs) The same time, like even as I've shaped and pivoted throughout making Healing in Hindsight a podcast versus a blog, which is what I initially was doing, It's it can be easy to feel like you're doing something wrong in your business because a lot of this online space is numbers, it's data, it's how many listeners, how many downloads, how many people are following you, right? And so when you look at other people who are doing similar things or in the same community and they've got thousands of followers and brand deals and all these things, you can't help but feel like you're doing something wrong because you're not having the same success. But what I challenge you on with that is, especially if you started at a different time, or maybe like myself, I was working full time and I allowed work to be more important than this, right? And now it's different. Now that I am making this my job, there's more effort into it because I have more time and I have more energy and I have more you know, creative freedom to do what I want on this platform. But for a lot of us, we didn't start out that way. And so to sit and struggle through working um, a full-time job and trying to create content, it's so easy to look at somebody else and see like, man, I was trying to do the same thing. Why is it not picking up for me? And you just have to realize, like, I don't know what their starting point was. I don't know what their journey was. I don't know if they were working full time. I don't know if they were balancing trying to stay up till three, four in the morning to get a blog written out or get an episode recorded or whatever. Like, there's so many variables that we don't know, but we're not necessarily taught or trained to take a moment to think, what what did it take for them to get there? What's the price of admission to be at the point where they're at? And I feel like that's something that we don't we don't think about enough. And a lot of us are just now getting to the place where we can start to think through that because some people's success is not the path that you want to take, right? I wanted to blog really bad. I thought I love writing and this is something that I feel like I do well. And this is something that I feel like I could gain a lot from if I stick with it. But what I did not take in was the fact that I was going to have to research a lot, like a lot, like doing a 
uh, blog on diabetes and food and nutrition and exercise and all that, that was going to require for me to do a lot of research because I don't want to sit here and say, do this thing. And I don't have any factual evidence to back it up. I, I didn't sign up to do a research paper every time that I wrote a blog post, right? And it's not to say that all blog posts are like that. If it's me cataloging my journey, then that's what it is. I feel like Mother Nature is agreeing with me. Not sure if y'all heard that thunder. Um, but it's one of those things where like, man, was I willing to go through that? Was I willing to, every time that I ate, take a picture of my food and try to make my entire kitchen look Instagram or Pinterest worthy? And I'm not saying that other food bloggers or things like that go through that, but I don't know if that's the cost that I was willing to do because that's what it would have taken for me, at least, to feel good about the content that I was putting out. So you have to think about like, what was their journey getting here? And would I be able to deal with that? Would I be able to go through that? Because you just never know what that actually looks like. So old post, cringe. Feeling like you're doing something wrong because you're not having the same success. Think about what that cost would have been if you had gone down that same path. Not every path is meant for you. Not every journey is meant for you. Sometimes you have to go your own route to make it happen. And that is totally okay. The last thing that I will say about at least comparing journeys, especially as a diabetic for your business is when you build a business around your diagnosis and you're not doing coaching and you're not doing courses and things like that. And you feel like you're not getting the same opportunities or you're not getting the same type of attention that others are. I am in connection with some amazing people doing awesome work in the diabetic space. But I'm not rolling in dough. I don't have any brand deals. She talking today. She talking today. Anyways, I'm not on paper what many would consider a success. I don't have a huge following. To me, I do. I almost have 300 followers, and I think that's awesome. I think that is a beautiful testament to what I'm doing because I want people to to like the show for what it is, not for trying to be something else. And I am grateful for each and every person who decides to spend their time listening and watching and going through what I provide and the conversations that I have with people because they're important conversations and I think we need to have them more often. But I'm I'm content with not having 10,000 followers because what you don't understand is that as you gain more attention, there's also more demand for you to give and pour yourself over time into people that you don't even see on an everyday basis. You know what I mean? So when you build a business around your journey, it can be easy to think that you're not successful because you're not doing the same thing. Now, I'm not doing food. I decided that my goal was to just connect and talk. That's really what I want this to be about. Now, do I want to have products? Yes, I've been um, scheming on a couple of different things that I would like to offer in terms of products and merch and stuff like that. But that that takes time because I don't want to. I'm going to offer something for you to buy. I want to really like it first, and then because then I'll feel good about it. Because as long as I like it, I feel like the the people who agree will will come. But it can be difficult, especially if you're not going to do coaching or you're not going to do courses and things like that. Because at first, that's what I was thinking that I was going to do. And I realized that even though I am providing a course, 
that it's not going to be through the lens of being a diabetic. It's through a whole different lens. But I have to thank my journey in podcasting and as a diabetic in general for bringing me to that point because it required me to dig deep within myself to realize what did I want to offer. And I didn't want it to be under Healing in Hindsight. I realized I wanted Healing in Hindsight to be supported for people who appreciate what's being put forth. I don't want to get to a space where I'm feeling like I need to gather a bunch of group of people together and teach them how to be diabetics. That's not for me. And I know some great people if you're struggling with your A1C um, and your pre-diabetic type two, type one, whatever. I know some great people who have way better credentials than me that can help you through that. So hit me up and I'll be happy to connect you. But for me and my brand, I don't want it to be something where you feel like you're going to be sold to all the time. I just want you to support the show because you like the show. So that being said, I knew when I was going to venture into podcasting, it was going to be a slow to grow process. And I knew that if I was going to do it, I didn't want to go into it with the full lens of I'm just here to monetize because that's what I did with the blog. Full transparency, I had separated from my job and I was like, what can I do? Well, everybody's blocking and people are making money from blocking and I like to write. So you know what? This will be a great story to write about my journey as a diabetic. I'm not seeing any other millennial women of color who are in this space and the health and wellness nutrition space is blowing up and it needs a little bit of color to it. But, you know, I'm going to do exactly what they're doing because that way I can get the same type of success. And it failed Four years of a failure, y'all. Okay? So it's okay to build something that doesn't follow the same path as everybody else. Because I started getting traction and appreciation for the work that I'm doing by being myself. By presenting something that I felt good about. Not by trying to be something that I wasn't. Because that's what I saw around me. So... If you're thinking about doing any type of business around your journey, your story, no matter if it's related to to health or not, I hope that's helpful in that your hard does not have to equate to what other people feel like should be hard or you don't need to share struggles that you don't feel comfortable sharing. Like it's the internet. It'll, It'll survive without having you post every five seconds that you struggle with something and people might not understand what's hard like cringy instagram posts that don't make sense (laughs) like it's okay right and then you don't have to feel like you're doing something wrong simply because you're not having the same success we all know especially with so many different social media platforms coming out that algorithms are a thing and You just kind of have to pray to the algorithm gods that they work, or you can invest in different classes and courses to help you understand it, or you can just kind of wing it. I'm doing a little bit of all three, (laughs) all right? Like I've, you know, researched and taken some courses and learned and all these kind of things. But at the same time, I'm also just putting out what feels good to me. For example, my social media, I schedule it out and I use CoSchedule. I think it's a great tool. And so my posts are not always at the same time because it goes off of what the best time would be to post, right? That's cool with me. I don't really feel obligated to post at the exact same time every day. Now, it might make sense for someone who has a much larger platform, right? For me, it's not that big of a deal. So just because you're doing something a certain way don't feel like 
you're doing something wrong because you're not having the same level of success. People have started at different points. And then building a business around your journey does not mean that it has to be you coaching or selling a course or whatever. Your journey is yours. No one else can can replace that. So now I want to talk about comparing your diabetic journey just as yourself. So maybe you're not interested in building a business around it and you absolutely don't have to. I, I want people to understand because I feel like I'm seeing this a lot, especially with the pandemic, that everything that you go through, every moment or thing that pops up for you suddenly needs to be a business line. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of like, man, you could really do something with that. You could really build a brand around that because I'm just, I'm, I just have an entrepreneurial spirit guys. Like I see ideas and I am everyone's biggest cheerleader. And I'm like, yo, put yourself out there, like go for it. But that's what I'm willing to do. And not everybody wants to do that. There are definitely plenty of people who are online they built traction by accident. They were just like, I just wanted a place to post stuff and share what I'm dealing with. I wasn't looking for anybody to validate it. I validated it myself. So don't feel like you have to do everything online because everyone else is doing it. I wanted to do this. I've actually been wanting to do this for a very long time, even before healing and hindsight ever existed. I feel like, man, I, I have so many ideas for what, what I thought would be a good YouTube channel or good this or good that or whatever. Even my friends, we got together and healing and hindsight derived from a different name that came from something that me and my friends came up with that we thought about doing, but we just didn't have the time or the space to do it. So that's me. I'm, I've always been an ideas person, but you don't need to feel like, you need to do what everyone else is doing, which is posting it online. If that's what you choose to do, that's cool, but you don't have to. As diabetics, understand that what you've gone through and what you've experienced on your journey is no better or no worse than anyone else's. It is your walk. So if you struggled the first two and a half years to start actually managing your diabetes consistently, that's okay right? If you are still struggling, trying to get your numbers down, you're working with your medical team to figure out a medic medication regimen that works for you. That's okay too, right? If you're just now discovering technology that can actually give you more accuracy in your numbers, you can make better decisions about what you need to do, even though it's been around for a minute, but somehow you just found out like a year ago, that's okay too. You don't need to feel bad because you see people posting that they're in range or maybe they're not in range or that they've got all this tech or that they've dropped 40 pounds and now all of a sudden they don't have to manage with medication anymore or maybe their their insulin got to get taken down or whatever because they got themselves in the best shape of their lives and the only thing that they have to do is just inject their insulin because they absolutely have to. Like you don't have to feel bad for when you hit your milestones and it seems like other people have been there before you. It's it's true. Like whether you know it or not, people are constantly doing things before you and it's not to make you feel bad. It's just think about it. I'm 31. There are people who are older than me who have been living with this for quite some time, right? So it's not about you missed out or you're late to the party. It is your journey and your journey is going to be right on time for when it's meant to be for you. I feel like 
even though I struggled to take my diabetes seriously the first two and a half years, it led me down a path to not only understanding myself deeply, loving myself deeply, but it also led me to this because I realized, you know what? Despite what I'm seeing out there, I still am really passionate about this. And at the point that I'm coming in contact with people who still don't understand that being a diabetic is not black and white, yeah, maybe my story can add some color to that. And if it helps just one person, I'm totally okay with that. And it led to me being even more serious and really doing more research and advocating for myself. I didn't advocate for myself the first few years. I would just take the medication, let them know if something felt weird and keep it going. And then when I finally changed doctors, I decided, hey, my idea of this is not being on medication for the rest of my life, especially medication that could have serious long-term effects on organs that I really need. (laughs) And I don't want to come into these appointments, have you talk at me, lecture me, and then send me on my merry way with another prescription. We're going to have a dialogue and we're going to brainstorm and together with your medical expertise and me giving you context to what my lifestyle is like, we're going to find a way to manage this in a holistic way that makes sense for me. I never would have done that had I stayed stuck looking at everybody else and what they were doing, what they were succeeding at. So understand that your journey is not better or worse than anyone else's. It's your journey. It still matters, right? And then the last thing that I kind of want to touch on is that because your journey is so unique, so is every lesson. And even though you might hear people say, yeah, I had to learn the same thing. It was definitely hard or or whatever. It still doesn't change that learning that lesson was tailored specifically for you because we all respond to things differently. For some of us, it has to be pretty extreme. For some of us, it may not have to be. For some of us, it might take putting ourselves out there and realizing that I enjoy doing this and I want to ensure that if I'm going to keep doing this, I'm being honest about what I'm going through and it pushes me to also be better. It's my miniature accountability, if you will. But every single lesson is going to be tailored to you. So when you look at somebody else who's overcome a milestone that you might still be stuck on, Recognize that what they went through to overcome that may be different for you. And so we can't get upset when it's like, well, how did you get through that? And someone might say, well, positive affirmations. And I'm definitely in the same vein of toxic positivity can backfire. It can be something that doesn't help people. Like if people are having a shitty day, you should have every right to say, you know what? I'm having a shitty day, not we'll just keep praying. We'll just do this. We'll just keep your head up and keep positive thoughts and all that. And I wholeheartedly believe that all those things can work. But it's okay to acknowledge that right now, this sucks. And I just need to take a moment to give myself permission to feel that this sucks. Because I'm going to come out of it. I know I am. But right now, this just honestly sucks, right? So it's really funny. I used to get in trouble all the time in school for saying sucks. And now it's like, it's interesting when I say it because... There's a moment of flashback, like PTSD of a teacher putting me in timeout for saying that. And I'm like, it's not even a curse word. Anyways, all of that to say, guys, do not get caught up in comparing yourself to other diabetics in the community. Because 
what they've gone through and what you've gone through, although it might have similar moments, it's still not the same. And we can't berate ourselves with being bad diabetics because we're not doing the same thing as somebody else and we're not seeing the same results. Every single body, literal physical body is different. And the prescription or regimen for you managing your diagnosis is going to be completely different than the next person. So don't. And if you need to step away from social media or step away from any visuals or things or friends or family that make you doubt that what you are doing is wrong or that makes you feel like you're not good enough, do it. I had to unfollow some people. I had to mute some people. I had to speak up for myself in certain circles and say, hey, I get you don't mean any harm, but I I am a diabetic and that's a little hurtful for you to say because it's not exactly how that works, right? I actually heard that the other day. Now I laughed it off because these are these are friends of mine. I know that they weren't meaning anything by it. And, and a couple of them don't know me personally, so they have no clue that I'm a diabetic. But there was a comment made about like, oh, you just consumed all this sweet stuff and now you got diabetes. Or it was in a, it was in a video that was being shared. And I just laughed it off. I'm like, that's not even how you get diabetes. But I, because it was, it was an animated skit thing that was being shared. Stuff like that. Like, you have to really set up the boundaries and the stage for what is okay and what is not. And sometimes it just means stepping away from things that do that. Even for like fitness stuff and my body acceptance, I had to remove a lot of influence that I was consuming. And it was mostly on social media because it painted an unrealistic picture for me and made me doubt my progress. Every win that you have matters, period. If you got your A1C down 1%, that's a win. You shouldn't sit there and, and, and go and find somebody and like, oh my God, well, they lowered theirs for like 5%. Like what's going on with me? Like what, or, or five points? What's, what am I doing wrong? It doesn't matter what they have. It matters what you have and that you brought yourself down and you just got to keep going at it. So I hope that's helpful in, in this rising craziness of social media and trying to understand what's real and what's not and people wanting to see more of the the harder parts, right? It's it, it can be very tempting and very easy to just feel like you are at the whims of the internet and that you have to be the same way as somebody else. I'm telling you right now, no. There's a reason why you keep hearing, whether it's celebrity status, whether it's influencer status, which I feel like is at the next tier of celebrity. Is that, is that, y'all let me know. But whatever that is, you still hear being yourself is what gets you somewhere because Nobody's taking the shit anymore of like, I need to fit in to someone else's mold in order to get somewhere. That used to be the old way of doing things. Not anymore. We call bullshit on all of that. So don't feel like your diabetic journey needs to fit any mold. If it gets you somewhere safely, okay, let me emphasize that safely in a healthy way, do it. If that's keto, 
if that's going vegan, if that's carnivore, if that's working out every day, if it's not working out every day, if it's just ensuring that you get a few hours of standing and, and doing some deep stretches, or if that's meditation or whatever the hell that it is, if it works for you and it ensures your health, cool. Don't worry about what anybody else says because they're not you and they're not living with what you have in the same way that you are. So thanks for coming to my mini TED talk. (laughs) I hope this was truly helpful. And again, it's something that is constantly coming up because it's hard. It's, it's truly hard and no day is ever going to be perfect. I had a, a rough time this morning, just trying to feel organized and like I'm, I'm doing something right. And like, I am making sure that I'm, you know, providing value to you guys every time I decide to show my face and speak, but I had to remember that it's going to be okay. And I'm allowed to feel weird. I'm allowed to feel like things are a little, a little crazy, but as long as I'm doing what's best for me, then that's all that matters. So do what's best for you. Don't worry about anybody else. Thank you again for your time. And I truly do appreciate each and every one of you who decide to listen, to follow the show and just be supportive of ensuring that we are connecting not only as diabetics, but non-diabetics as well. And taking the time to learn more about what it means to live with this and how there are so many different types and how we should be more mindful of how we interact because you truly never know who might be next to you and uh, living with the diagnosis that you're hearing about. So I'll catch you guys on Thursday for our special guest. Not gonna tell you who it is this time. You're just gonna have to tune in, but you already know every Tuesday and Thursday, you can catch up with Healing in Hindsight to see all that's going on. Be sure to follow on Instagram. And I know that Apple recently released this thing about subscribing. You don't have to subscribe. I'm not charging anybody to listen to me. You can just follow, I believe is the new uh, option. So follow the show on Apple Podcast. I would love if you left me a rating. Let me know what you're thinking. Be sure to check us out on YouTube. So if you want to see my face and chat with me there, definitely love to see you there. And of course, the most common place that you can find me is on Instagram. So be sure to give us a follow. And I look forward to chatting with you guys again soon. Peace.